The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's get to a couple emails here. Jesse, thank you for bringing to attention these atrocities taking place across the U.S. She's talking about the drag show they're doing for kids they're doing in Boise. I live in New York, but I made the call as you suggested, only to get an answering machine. I still smoke my pe- or spoke my piece trying to do my part. As a new mom, I I refuse to conform to the left's ideologies, and I'll be damned if this is the future I leave for my son. Please continue to do what you're doing and keep us posted on this event. My nine-month-old and I listen to you daily. Listen, thank you. (laughs) And says her name is, says I can use her name. Her name is Kim. Making a phone call. Sending in an email. These things, they seem so small. Don't they? Seems so insignificant. Why bother? Why bother? This is something the communist has understood way better than we have and why he's been so much better at advancing his agenda than we have. It's not small. If we all do it, if we all do it, it goes from small to gigantic. That phone call you made is important. That email you send in is important. 
it feels like it's not enough, right? Because you want, you see what is good and you see what is bad. You, you see what is right. You see what is wrong. And, and you want to, you want to have the power in your hands to change it. I know you do because I do. I, I see everything that's going on right now and I did say to myself, gosh, I just want to grab them and change it. I just want to make that stop. I want to make it stop. How do I make it stop? And it feels like anything you can do in an effort to get it to stop is not enough, right? Because you're just, like she just said, she's raising a nine-month-old, made a call from New York to Boise. Seems small. Probably doesn't feel like she did anything. It's everything. They're banking on that mentality. They're banking on you dismissing virtually everything because it doesn't feel like it's enough. I'm telling you, this is our path forward to be local activists now. That's how they conquered the entire country. They did it from the ground up. From the ground up, they took over local politics and they began to work their way up through the ranks, through the schools, through the everything until they eventually took over all of it. Yeah, that sucks. Okay, but whatever. That's where they are. We're here now. We must begin there too. We will not take the country back with the presidential election in 2024. I know that's kind of a bubble burst, right? Because that may, it sounds easier, doesn't it? Hey, one election, let's just get him in there and we'll, we'll turn things around. It sounds simple. If Donald Trump is the president or Heavy D is the president after the election of 2024, assuming those are the two main guys, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Good for us. We're going to feel good. We're going to celebrate that night. Have a blast. But heavier too. That's not nearly as important as the boring, lame, uninteresting school board races we are currently winning all across the country. All across the country, people are organizing, they're getting involved, they're running for school board, they're running for city council, state house, state senate. I know those aren't sexy, and it sounds so horrible because it takes so much time, doesn't it? It takes so much. I don't want to wait. I want all this drag stuff to stop now. Stop all this now. I want the open border to close now, and I'm right there with you. I'm j- I have these moments. I usually have mine on the air with you, but I have these moments where I get this uh, almost a feeling of desperation where you just you look at yet another terrible thing and you think, oh my gosh, stop. It takes time. Chris just told me it took them 50 years yeah, or more. Remember, the communists, you know they got here in the 20s? The 1920s, they got here. And they looked at a society that completely rejected them. They looked at a culture back then that rejected communism in all its forms outright. And they didn't quit. They just dug in and began with the kids. They began with the teachers' unions. And they began, what's that saying? They began the slow march through America's institutions. We have our own slow march to make now. We lost them all. That sucks. I know that's a hard truth, but gosh, we don't have to dance. We don't dance around things on this show. We lost them all. We lost every institution. We lost the friggin' Boy Scouts, for Pete's sake. We lost them all. We lost professional sports. They took over all of it. Okay. Sucks, but oh well. We're going to have to take them back. And it's going to take a long time. Probably you won't be alive to see it. It doesn't matter how old you are. I know people of all ages are listening. You probably won't be alive to see it. 
This is the way it goes. All right, before we get to this climate change news, I mean, did you hear the EU commissioner? Keep in mind, this is coming soon to a theater near you. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. That's the EU commissioner, by the way. Hmm. Mandatory. That was interesting, but maybe the most interesting part of that little tidbit were those words I swore I've heard them before. Did you catch them? You caught them. I know you did. What were, starts with an F. Flatten the curve. Man, Chris, help me out here. I know I've heard that saying somewhere before, and last time I heard that saying about flatten the curve, if I remember correctly, I can't remember the exact situation, I remember that saying helped usher in an era of tyranny in the United States of America we've never seen before. Hold on, when was it? It seems like it was only yesterday. Was it, uh, oh, that's right. That's what they told us for COVID. It's got to flatten those curves, baby. Flatten the curve. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll get back to that. I want to get to this quickly. This has been a heavy show. we gotta got to cut loose sometimes. This one says, Jesse, where is the Buenos Tardes lady from? I need to look her up so I can hear other phrases. I don't know why, but I I just want more. You should know that is the president of the United States of America. That's Jill Biden. Jill Biden, you know, the, the one who's actually running things in the country. That's Jill Biden. She is um, pretty, pretty fond of doing this. She'll show up at Spanish events and she'll attempt to relate to the crowd by speaking Spanish. Remember what she called them all breakfast tacos? She says things like... Buenas tardes. Uh, there's, there's another one out there. Chris and Michael probably have it. Where she was spo- she was trying to say... I think she was trying to say... Si su pueda. But she said... Si si podway. Or something like that. She acts as if she knows Spanish. As a way to do... Outreach to the various Latinos, Latinos in the country. But she actually knows Spanish about as well as I know Spanish, so it comes off terribly all the time. With faith in each other, anything is possible. So say it with me. See, say Padre. The future is. That's so good. And look, it's important. It's really, really important. I'll get to the rest of this email in a minute. It's really important that we take the time to make fun of these people. Why? Because it makes us laugh. It brightens your day. puts puts a smile on your face ear to ear. That's one, two. The identity politics thing that Republicans like too, but Democrats are obsessed with, it's so low end. And when you actually break it down, it's so degrading to all parties involved. It's just flat out embarrassing to everyone involved that when you really mess it up when you're trying to do it, gosh, these people deserve scorn. What, Chris? That does actually suck. Chris said, it sucks, but it works. It's really true. Look, maybe it's because I'm a cold, emotionless monster. That would never work on me. I would find any kind of appeal to identity politics appeal to me. I would find it to be so gross and patronizing that I I wouldn't do it. The truth is, though, Hillary Clinton wouldn't talk about the hot sauce she carries around in her purse if it didn't win votes. It wins votes. 
Joe Biden always going into the black community bragging about being a lifeguard, the only white lifeguard. And we laugh about his stupid stories. Look at the percentage of the black vote it got him. Truth is, it works. All right. You want to do a little bit of history? How's that sound on a Wednesday? Want a little history? We're going to do a little bit of history here in just a moment. I'm going to get to this email first, though. Dear Jesse, I finally switched from years of AT&T cell phone service to Pure Talk. It really only takes about 10 minutes. Do you think I'm lying to you? When I say things, I'm telling you the truth. We vet people before we partner with them on the show. When I say it takes less than 10 minutes, it takes less than 10 minutes. Well, about 10 minutes, depending on what plan you pick and, and what it takes 10 minutes. The guy says it really did take about 10 minutes. And Mike at Pure Talk, who helped me switch, actually spoke English. And they cut my bill in half. I have a family of four. They cut our, our, our bill in half, too, in half. They say the average family saves over $900 a year. Our bill got cut in half at Pure Talk. There's another comedy com- or another commie company I will no longer be giving my money to, and I put my money where my morals are. Says I can say your name. Her name is Michelle. You can pick up your cell phone right now, dial pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly, and you will switch to Pure Talk. Take you 10 minutes. You'll be with a patriotic company. You'll deal with someone who speaks English and you can stop feeling bad about funding filth like Verizon and AT&T. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't forget, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All your emails go to Chris. He then prints them out for me, and I read them. I'm old school like that, Chris, but I figured since it's been heavy, and it's going to get a little bit heavier because we're going to have to talk about more climate change insanity, more previews about what's coming, I figured we should do a little history first because this guy says, P.S., my grandfather was one of Edson's Raiders. In Guadalcanal, one of the biggest, one of the best insignias I've seen, and those guys saw some stuff. It would be cool for you to detail the Raiders in Guadalcanal because I think that unit is glossed over. Oh, it's criminally glossed over. I've brought it up before on the show, but let's let's do this again. When we were getting ready to fight Japan in the Pacific, and we knew we were going to have to root them out of various islands. We knew that they were committed. We knew that they were capable. And we knew that we were going to have to jungle fight our way through some things. Along come the Marine Raiders. Specialized unit. And Edson's Raiders, it's a story everybody should know. What happened at Guadalcanal? Guadalcanal Guadalcanal has crocodiles on it. It's just like this, this horror show of where you would fight. What happened was... We had to take over Guadalcanal, and we had to take the airstrip. Remember, anytime you see see anything about the war in the Pacific and the island hopping campaign, island hopping, island hopping, what it was was airstrip hopping. They were trying to steadily 
move our planes, specifically our heavy bombers, closer and closer to mainland Japan. And remember, when you move them into one island, then you can use those bombers to bomb the next island to smithereens. So then you can take over that airfield to bomb the next island. To sm- so on and so you, you understand what it means. It's called island hopping. Airstrip hopping is much more accurate. It was always about the airfield, always trying to gain air power because in modern combat, air power is just kind of everything. Well, on Guadalcanal, the Japanese had a very large, very capable force. And I would recommend, gosh, uh, oh, I remembered what it was. I'm almost positive I'm right on this. There's a podcast out there. I don't remember who did it. I'm about a thousand percent sure they don't do it anymore. I'm about to give them a free plug though. So who knows? Watch their numbers go up. It's called Warriors in Their Own Words. Warriors in Their Own Words. That's the name of the podcast. I know it was in my Apple iStore. It was in the iStore the, a podcast. It was free. And they have all kinds of different guys, old timers on there from different walks of life and combat, not even all Americans either. Like they have a German U-boat captain on there. He'll tell you what it was like. And that one's actually really cool. Highly recommend it. But they have a guy. I'm, oh, I hope I'm right about this. I hope I'm not leading you astray. I believe they have a Marine Raider one on there, at least one. And he will describe, Chris, do they have it? They're still doing it? Oh, okay. Well, shoot. I'm glad I gave them a plug thing. I think it's outstanding. I hope they're not card-carrying communists. I doubt they are, but I just plugged them. They have a Marine Raider one. It's a good firsthand account if you want to go download the special training they had to go through. Like they would call them into the office when they were signing up trying to make it into the Raiders. Remember, the Raiders are special special operations, special forces guys, basically. Navy SEALs. Think about them like Navy SEALs. And they would tell them, hey, if your buddy's wounded behind enemy lines, you're going to be able to cut his throat so he stops crying. Because if he keeps crying, the whole unit's going to die. So you're going to be able to cut your butt. That's your best friend right there. Can you cut your best friend's throat? I'm not making this up. It's stuff they had to do. And then they would learn all kinds of hand-to-hand combat and explosives and all these specialty things. And what they did was they put them there behind enemy lines, Edson's Raiders and Carlson's, but that's the same, same, whatever, doesn't matter. Edson's Raiders, they would go there behind enemy lines and these huge Japanese units They were going towards the airfield where the Marines, the regular unit Marines, were fighting for it and eventually took it. And the Japanese had this massive unit that they were sending to the airfield that was going to reinforce the Japanese who were there and maybe kill all the Marines, maybe run them out. These raiders, they were behind this Japanese unit. And you should read a book on it. It's been a while since I've read one. I need to read another one on it. They just simply made, it's not that you feel bad for the Japanese by the end of it, but a little part of you might. They made their lives a living hell. These Marines were so good and so, just so well disciplined and so well trained. They would just ambush them, slaughter, they would just mop them up. By the time it was a huge Japanese unit that was heading to uh, reinforce this airfield, the unit itself basically disappeared before it got there because the Raiders just simply decimated the entire thing. It's one of the more undertold stories. The Marine Raiders, especially early on in the war, really did do some really incredible things. Very, very incredible things and learned a ton. They're, uh, yeah, go read up on Edson's Raiders and Carlson's Raiders. American heroes. True American heroes. All right. You know what they're doing in Switzerland? I mean, you remember, we 
we've been talking about this. We've been playing it over and over and over again. This is your energy secretary here in America. Do you think what California is doing could or should be a national model? Could be, could be. I mean, you know, I know every state is different and you always have to respect what the states are doing. But uh, I do think that once people, I mean, California has gotten more used to electric vehicles uh, and we have to bring down the price of electric vehicles so that everybody can access them. And this is why it's uh, great that there's a $4,000 tax credit, for example, on used electric vehicles that has just been adopted through the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And this is the EU commissioner. And this is what is expensive because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. Okay, all right, you know all that. So let's think about this for a second here. America's now stated policy is that we are going to, quote, go green, which is always just, remember, that's just a different way of saying starve poor people to death, but we're going to go green. They've announced publicly that that's their intention. They're going to attack oil and gas and coal until it's no more. And Europe is just a little bit ahead of us on this whole thing. Europe's already making things mandatory. We already have stories of Americans here in Colorado and other places where they're controlling the thermostat, where you can't control the air in your home anymore. Thousands in California are already going without power. Looks to me that brownouts and blackouts are going to be coming. But in case you thought that was the end, you'd be sorely mistaken. These, these things are just the beginning. Where does it go from here? Would you like a preview? I'll give you one next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when <laughs> I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. You've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. <laughs> John Fetterman running for Senate in Pennsylvania. All right, all right, all right. Back to what we were talking about. What's the next phase? Brownouts and blackouts are already here in America. They're already making things mandatory. They're already controlling your thermostats. Where is this going? Well, it's right there in front of you. France just hired 3,000 new green police force guys. Switzerland, newest headline is, considers jailing those who heat their rooms above 19 degrees Celsius. Apparently, that's 66 degrees Fahrenheit. I got to be honest, I had to look that up. You know they're going to force all this on you, right? And they're going to call you a traitor, 
They're going to make it look like your desire for heat and air conditioning and energy. They're going to make it look like that makes you an enemy of the state. They're going to do the exact same thing they did during COVID where they blame the unvaccinated unjustly for the pandemic. They're going to blame you for all the energy woes. They won't blame themselves and the going green and the solar panels and the wind things. And they won't blame any of that. They will always scapegoat you. You are going to be made the enemy. And you can call it crazy. Jesse, that would never happen. They'd never throw anyone in jail here in America. Really? I watched a pastor get placed in handcuffs. In fact, to this day, I can go look at his mugshot online for having church. I watched a salon owner here in Texas, courtesy of Governor Greg Abbott. I watched her be arrested for opening her salon so she can cut people's hair. You really don't think they're going to arrest you eventually in this country for your energy consumption? I don't say this to you to bring you down. I say this to you so you understand what is coming and how hard we have to fight against this and how much more sharp we need the Republican Party to be. Because right now the low TGOP, they have no solutions to somebody like this. In fact, you can find a million Republicans still running ads on reducing carbon. This is what is expensive because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. Did she say optional? Chris, I, would have sw- I know she's speaking European or whatever, but I-, I swore she said mandatory and flatten that curve. Don't you remember your duty you were told you had to do for your country last time the curve need flattened? Don't you remember what you had to do? Just give up your livelihood. Oh, your kid? No, 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 no. Your kid needs to fall behind in school. You need to get fatter. You need to lose your paycheck. You need to destroy the value. Why are you not being patriotic? We're trying to flatten the curve here. It is true what they've said. This is not my thought, so I'm going to steal it from other people. What they did during COVID... It was the model for what they're going to do to you for climate change. Some, at least COVID actually exists. Climate change doesn't even exist. They're going. Here's the craziest thing about it. All this tyranny, all this misery, all this death that's coming, it's all coming for something that's completely made up. It's not real at all. Um, that carbon you're breathing out is not hurting the planet even, even a little bit. In fact, you probably argue it helps the planet. All those trees you see. They breathe that carbon in. They turn around and they produce oxygen with it. It's a beautiful thing. Understand what's coming. It'll help us better fight against it. Oracle. It would get monotonous, but it has to, has to be repeated time after time that it's the media's fault. Would the libs be able to get away with everything if the media would tell the truth? Tell the truth about Antifa, BLM, freedom isn't free, so on and so forth. And, and he said, finishes it and says, listen, thank you. The... I'll be honest with you. The first time I heard Donald Trump in the primary, first time I heard him call the media the enemy of the people. Now, this is when I was anti-Trump. I was never one of the never Trump guys, but I was a Cruz guy in that first primary. I thought Trump would be way too far to the left for me. Turned out I was wrong about that. But 
I disliked him already at the time, but I heard him say media was the enemy of the people. And I'll be frank, I thought that might have been a little too far at the time. I thought to myself, oh, I don't know. That's probably, that's, that's, that's going too far. I don't know about that. Man, was he 1,000% correct and I was 1,000% wrong. We don't have a media in the country. We have a hostile anti-American insurgency that brings people the news. That's the craziest thing about it. And waking normal people up to that realization is more and more important now than it ever has been because there's still so many people out there who believe just because of tradition, you believe that you can look, you can sit down after a long day of work and you can turn on uh, CBS news. You can turn on ABC. You can turn on ABC news and look, you'll get the nightly news and yeah, maybe it's biased, but it's not outright lies. No, it, it's outright lies. Virtually everything you're seeing is wrong. And if you walk away from that, thinking you're now informed about what's going on, you're actually much dumber than you were before you turned on the news at all. Oh, I'm sure ABC wouldn't lie. Really? I have an ABC reporter on camera in a behind-the-scenes leaked videotape discussing that they had Epstein. They had Epstein directly connected to Clinton. They had the victims who were going to come forward with this pedophile list of billionaires and she was told by ABC, no, 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 no. We, we're not going to run with that. Oh, they're lying to you. They are a hostile force in this country. They are a hostile insurgency that has done more to rip this country apart, honestly, than the politicians even have. The media, I look at the damage they've done. Remember when the media burned down Ferguson, Missouri? Remember Michael Brown, he go, attacks some cop. Cop puts him down. And the media, I can still pull up pictures for you. The media immediately runs with this hands up, don't shoot lie, which we now know is an, a lie. The country just gets itself whipped up in a frenzy. Ferguson, Missouri got torched because of that lie. The media ran with it. Then the media went down there and covered all the riots. And gleefully, the fire they started, they covered all of it. The legacy of American racism. And then... When it was all said and done in the community that was already hurting, when they were destroyed, the media packed up their news vans, on back to New York, baby, on back to Atlanta, on back to L.A. Our work here is done. You tell me what that is if that's not evil. I say that's really, really, really evil. All right. I like tips. I like getting smarter. And so when we have former communists who email into the show, as we've had before, I think we should take their advice. Remember, remember something. We're facing professionals. You're an amateur. I'm an amateur. We're up against professionals because it's their religion. They do it to serve their demonic God. So I think we should take some pointers from them, don't you? We talk a lot about we need to get this event canceled, this event canceled. We need to get that event canceled. A communist has written in, and they have a pointer for us. You ready for it? I'll give it to you in a second. You're listening to the Oracle. You love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, we're almost done. Gosh, the week is going way too fast. I don't like it, Chris. I don't like it. I'm officially that guy. 
because I have the funnest job in the world. If you even want to call this a job, I'm officially the guy who doesn't want the work week to end. And everyone, everyone hates that guy. Everyone hates that guy because everyone else is like, oh, I can't wait till Saturday gets here. And then I'm, I'm the guy in the office. Woo! It's only Monday, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> ah, sorry. I, all right. Before I get to this advice the communist gives us, I want to get to this. Tunnel to Towers. We had Frank Siller on. You heard about their mission. You know all about Tunnel to Towers by this point in time, how they're taking care of widows and orphans, paying off mortgages for Gold Star families, first responder families. You know, you know all these things. I want you to do me a favor, though, because I don't want you to trust me and take my word for it. In fact, I don't want you to trust anyone ever when it comes to charities and take their word for it because so many of these charities are lying pieces of trash. So I want you to assume right now, I want you to assume Tunnel to Towers, they're lying pieces of trash too. Jesse's a liar. And I want you to go look them up. There are so many charity rating organizations out there where they dig into these charities because the charities have to open up the books. You can't just say we're a charity. No, no, no. You have to have your books open and these charity rating places will dig into the books and they'll look into how much money actually goes to the people you say it goes to. Oh, there are so many out there. They sound so good. The mission sounds so good. And then you go look at the charity ratings and you find out the CEO makes a million bucks. Uh, maybe 50 cents on the dollar actually goes to the cause they tell you it's going to. Go look at what they say about Tunnel to Towers. I've never seen a rating that high. And I've looked up these things a lot because I automatically don't trust them. Give. 11 bucks a month is what they ask. T, the number two, T.org. T2T.org, 11 bucks a month, all right? All right, let's get to this tip from the communist before we get to a fat stack of headlines I didn't get to. Apparently, I talked a lot today. I don't get to very many headlines, Chris. Is that my fault? Should I get to more headlines? I feel like, I feel like I'm more important than the headlines, Chris. What? Is it my fault? Well, then, no, that's the thing. Chris said, do you really want to just read headlines? I always thought that was the lamest radio in the world. I think so many people do this. and I've always thought it was so lame. Headline says this. Here's my reaction. Headline says this. Here's my reaction. What, Michael? But my, alter, my alternate headline is funny. Uh, maybe that's fair. Maybe that's all right. Let's get to the tip from the communists. Quit distracting me. Hi, Jesse. As a tip from a formerly trained communist... I recommend people don't just search for civic events and instead start organizing them. When I worked for Democrats, I organized school forums and invited a bunch of teachers to talk about the importance of school funding. I was organizing coffee events to discuss how to further the community agenda. All it takes is to gather some people, create an event, promote it as some civic-minded event, and start leading the conversation Instead of simply joining conversations. How about that? You see that? Even I didn't suggest that last night. I talk about playing offense, not defense all the time. But the communist, the communist only understands offense. And so I was going off last night about getting a drag show canceled and let's get this canceled. The communist heard that and thought, why aren't you putting on better shows? Doing your own organizing. Something for us to keep in mind, huh? All right. And now... Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. 
Navy SEALs are fighting for religious exemptions to vax mandates, and the battle is far from over. You know what's really pathetic? Why do you even have to do the religious exemption thing when it comes to the vaccine mandate still? Especially for Navy SEALs, coronavirus poses absolutely zero risk for Navy SEALs. Why are we making Navy SEALs get a vaccine if Navy SEALs don't need a vaccine? They're pretty much, uh, I don't know, the most in-shape people on planet Earth. Coronavirus is a virus that affects old people with pre-existing conditions and really fat people. There's not a single Navy SEAL who would need more than a day or two of bed rest if he got COVID. So it's ridiculous that they even have to try for the religious exemption thing. January 6th rioter turned in by ex-girlfriend sentenced to nine months in prison. Turned in by his ex-girlfriend. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. What, Chris? Why is he still talking to his ex? Oh, I, I don't know. Who knows when she broke up with him? But just remember, it's not like it's just ex-girlfriends. In a truly totalitarian communist system, as we're, we're slowly morphing into one of those, family members will report on family members. I know it seems unbelievable to you because you have values, but husbands will turn in their wives. Wives will turn in their husbands. Children will turn in their parents. Parents will turn in their children. It's crazy but the history of communism in the Soviet Union, East Germany, everywhere else, the history of communism says it's 100% true. Do I need to once again remind you what happened during coronavirus? Remember that tip line in Missouri where all the emails got leaked? Coworkers informing on coworkers. They couldn't call the government fast enough and tell the government that Bob's Burgers opened up today. He's violating COVID. Have this man arrested. Your fellow Americans couldn't turn you in fast enough when the government told them to. Nearly one in four Democratic voters believe men can get pregnant. Back to what we've talked about a thousand times. What percentage of people in this country reside entirely in a world of make-believe? And this is why I talk, talk about national divorce all the time. What chance do you have to come together with those people? How, how far into the world of make-believe should you join them? How far should you step into the world of make-believe? You can't. You have to stay in the real world. And yet your opposition more and more resides in a world that is not real. 60% of Americans will have an election denier on the ballot this fall. An election denier. An election denier. Notice how they've automatically made that some kind of dirty word. An election denier. And consider this. Consider the percentage of Americans they now consider are dirty. You know the numbers in the Republican Party are something like 70% of Republicans believe there was cheating in the last election of some kind, whatever you believe about it. They believe there was cheating of some kind. They think you're all dirty, democracy-killing election deniers and potential domestic terrorists. Oh, don't forget about that little tidbit. That memo went out in your administrative state, FBI and otherwise, that you get, hey, you get somebody who thinks the election was stolen. That might be a domestic terrorist. Crazy. Californians asked to limit energy use as thousands are without power. Don't think that's unique to California. Don't sit there in Texas like I am laughing at those Californians. It's coming soon for us too if we don't make changes. All right. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats. Chris, we don't have any guests or anything tomorrow, right? I like no guests.
No guests is fun. I like I like most of the focus to be on me, Chris. When most of the fo- what? When most of the focus is on me, I feel like America is better off. That's what I feel like. I feel like we're changing people's lives and America's better off. <laughs> also, there's a podcast. They podcast the whole show when it's done. So if you missed any of the wild brilliance of Jesse, the Oracle Kelly, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. All right? That's all. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.